Hello and welcome to Encounter Church Cape Town. We're so excited that you can join us for this message and we speak God's abundant blessing upon you, your families and all of your spheres of influence as you do so. Enjoy as you engage with God. Good morning Encounter Church. It's always such a wonderful privilege to be able to share the word of the Lord with you on a Sunday morning. And we know that these are, are challenging times. Uh, they're charm- times that are also filled with the anticipation and expectation of what God is about to do. Uh, but the reality is that they're also challenging times. Uh, but just for you to know that uh, we are definitely praying for you a lot and, uh, and just trusting that, that God is with you and that we can still fellowship together and really help each other to strengthen ourselves in the Lord at this time. So yeah, I've got a message this morning that I'm trusting is going to be a great uh, help to all of us and also a great encouragement. Um, so yeah, let's let's get stuck into having a look at the word this morning. Uh, but firstly, just just to set the scene a little bit, you know, I think that all of us can relate at this time to just having days when maybe we feel a bit low, maybe days when we get really frustrated, maybe the emotions get the better of us, um, or sometimes it's our minds that are just feeling uh, feeling anxious or um, or afraid or just yeah lacking in hope and you know that takes nothing away from our sense of hope or expectation in God um, those are sometimes the realities uh, but the the really beautiful thing about these times is that we know that God's not unaware of these times that he's he's with us uh, he's for us and he also doesn't leave us alone um, he's he's given us his holy spirit to be with us He's also given us tools um, and and even weapons that we can use in times of battle and times when we really need to or really feel like we need to do warfare. And so it's actually really one of these tools or weapons that I want to look at um, this morning. And so really I want to focus on rejoicing in the Lord um, and thanksgiving that's linked with that, just as some amazing tools that I believe God's going to show us um, and give us some insights into how to use them. So if you want to turn to uh, Philippians chapter 4, that's going to be our main text. Um, so if we're going, to, we're going to read from Philippians chapter 4 and from verse 4. Um, and while you're getting there, just to give a little bit of background. So Paul's actually writing to the Philippians here at a time when he is uh, most likely um, in, in house imprisonment or house arrest. Uh, but we don't know exactly what type of arrest, but he's certainly in prison of some kind. And he's writing to the Philippian church, which is a church that is really experiencing persecution. Um, And they have have been through really tough times and are still experiencing tough times. And yet, in the midst of that, Paul writes this letter that is really known as the joyful letter. Because it is the book of the Bible that mentions the word joy or rejoicing the most times out of any other book. So this is quite remarkable because it's not like Paul is just ignoring the the circumstances and the situations that surround him. He's fully aware. In fact, he's experiencing them himself. Um, But just like he writes elsewhere, he has learned the secret of being content in every situation. And really, he's writing this letter of encouragement to the church to help them uh, to to continue to fight the good fight, as Paul would say, and uh, to continue to say to stay strong in God and to continue really to see the revival that they were seeing and the spread of the gospel um, throughout their region. So let's read from Philippians chapter 4 verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. 
rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And um, I'm just going to read on to verse 8 as well, because we're going to touch on this bit as well a little bit later. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Such a beautiful encouragement from Paul. So let's just unpack this a little bit. And the first thing that we see, and we we see it actually emphasized and mentioned twice here, is the encouragement and the instruction to rejoice, um, to rejoice in the Lord. And, uh, and Paul mentions it twice, so it's obviously really important. And yeah, it's just, it's just something that I think really just stands out in this passage because he just says, rejoice in the Lord always. There's no sort of clarification around that. There's no um, reasons given for times when maybe we shouldn't rejoice or we have an excuse not to rejoice or, uh, or anything like that. But actually, there's just an encouragement, and it's as simple as that. Just rejoice in the Lord always. And then he goes on to say, let your gentleness be evident to all. And I think this is a huge challenge for all of us at these at these times that we're going through. You know, I think even just having to wear a mask um, when, you, when you're walking around uh, places or even running uh, in the mornings or cycling, uh, that, that seems to just cause frustration sometimes in itself. And it's difficult and a challenge to actually let our gentleness be evident to all. Um, at these times, um, when you when you're queuing uh, for food or you know um, experiencing all kinds of strange things with with people in uh, in confined areas these days, it's a challenge for us to let our gentleness be evident to all. Um, but this is exactly what Paul is speaking into and and really encouraging us um, to press into, um, as th- this is a really a fruit of the Holy Spirit, you know, gentleness. Uh, patience uh, and 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 peace. These are fruits of the Holy Spirit. So we need to press into the Holy Spirit for more of these things at this time. That our gentleness would be evident um, to all around us, and would be one of the signs, um, even to unbelievers, um, that that God is with us. Then he goes on to say, "The Lord is near," which is such a beautiful encouragement. Um, and I think, I think we'd all agree as well that although these are challenging times, it also feels like heaven is closer um, and is a closer reality maybe than, than we've ever experienced um, and felt. And I think, you know, what Paul wasn't just talking about, he wasn't just talking about the end times being closer and the return of Jesus. Um, although we know that we are living in end times and the times of Jesus are getting closer all the time. Um, and we we do and we are encouraged to keep praying, you know, come Lord Jesus, come, and we look forward to that time. But really, this is also just saying the sense that our Savior is near. He's He's near. He's He's abounding right now. His presence is here with us. Um, he hasn't left us, and He hasn't left us alone. So He's right here, right now, and we have access to Him. So the Lord is near. 
in all these things. And that immediately should actually just calm us down and, and take the anxiety out of any situation that we are, that we are facing. He also gives some instructions here about how to pray and what to do when we are anxious. So when we when we do feel anxious, uh, and you know what do we need to do? Well, pray uh, or petition God, um, or an, another way of explaining that maybe is to wrestle with God. You know that it's okay to actually wrestle with God to take the things that we don't understand and the things that we are unsure about or the things that we are feeling challenged about, and we take that directly to God. I'm actually going to come back to that a little bit later with an example. But I want to move on just to looking at the next bit, which is about Thanksgiving and and what we're actually choosing to think about in this time as well. But, yeah, we are encouraged, you know, that in all things, as we take things to God, that we take to Him in Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving in itself is such a huge uh, tool and such a weapon that we can actually use to fight anxiety and stress um, that we face at the moment. And yeah, I really think that we can all be encouraged to practice uh, thankfulness, um, thanksgiving, and really to, to, to thank God um, just as much as possible in this time. I think it's, it's almost impossible to stay angry or frustrated or, you know, just unhopeful when we begin to thank God and we begin to just appreciate uh, the things that, are hap- that God is doing around us and the things that we can see of, of God um, even if we haven't been feeling it or have been unsure about it. Um, it's it's a habit that I'm trying to practice uh, as much as possible. You know, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I want to do is to actually think of something that I'm thankful for and just begin my day by thanking God. That's before I'm even just consciously thinking about what the day holds or before I'm switching on social media um, or, or news or, um, you know, anything else like that or checking emails. But just to begin my day with with thankfulness and just being mindful and conscious of of what God is doing, what He has done, and what I'm just grateful for, and that's just a great practice if you want to adopt that and and press into that as well. But also just to fill our days with thanksgiving. You know, we can pause at any time in the day and just give thanks to God for what He's done and for what He is doing. Just take any excuse just to pause, to reflect, to remind yourself on of what God has done and what who he is and what he's done for us and what he's still doing and you know I've um, yeah this this really relates to to the next bit which which encourages us to even just to begin thinking about the things that are beautiful that are wonderful um, that you know the things that are of of God and that reflect his beauty his goodness his kindness and his nature it's one of the things that I've really loved during this um, during the season, especially on our church WhatsApp group. Just noticed how many people have been sharing pictures of you know sunrises and sunsets and beautiful, yeah, beautiful sights of nature or things that they're just appreciating in their garden or in their morning walks um, and wherever it might be. And it's it's just amazing how I think as a society we're also just uh, becoming sensitive to these things again and. And just so appreciative of all the little things that are actually the huge things that reflect the glory of God and the goodness of God and that are actually just so beautiful. And also just the the new senses of creativity in our midst. You know, people, uh, yeah, people writing songs, people writing poetry, people doing artwork and and so many things that are, are really beautiful and things that are so worth celebrating amongst us. And it's, it's fantastic to be able to do that as a community together. 
Um, interesting here that these verses also speak about our hearts and our minds, you know, because God is so concerned about all of us. He's so concerned about our whole being. Uh, he's concerned about our bodies and our health, and we can definitely go to Him. And as we do, we pray for healing, we pray for health and protection against virus and against any other forms of, of illnesses that, that we face or that we could face. Um, but God is also just so concerned with our hearts and actually primarily our hearts. And I think that in this in this season, especially, we need to be a people who are being led by our hearts even more as our as as we press into God uh, with all of our hearts and, and give Him our hearts. Interesting here that Paul actually speaks about the peace of God that transcends all understanding, and this is such a beautiful thing as well. Just speaking about that the peace that comes from God, just a fruit of His Spirit as well, um, but the presence of God that actually comes and settles in our hearts and actually transcends our understanding, which means that it goes beyond our human reasoning. It goes beyond uh, the knowledge, the reason, the things of this world, the ways of this world, and, and our natural understanding and comprehension of things. And we really need the peace of God to really just flood our hearts these days and for that to really impact and influence our minds and help us um, to, think, um, to think correctly about what is actually happening in our world uh, these days. I've actually learned quite a bit during this season from uh, from Suzanne and also from you know from others who are actually trained uh, trained in psychology, um, and they've been really encouraging um, uh, encouraging our thinking uh, during this season, and um, we're encouraged not to you know sort of be at the two extremes of thinking where at the one on the one hand where we look at things and just feel that everything is desperate and hopeless. But actually, even on the other side of things, it can also be um, an error to begin to just ignore things and to feel like everything and to think that everything is absolutely fine and everything will be wonderful and there won't be any changes at all. So somehow we need to actually, you know, actually develop accurate thinking through, um, you know, that is informed by the word of the Lord, by the love of God, by his character, by his nature. And uh, yeah, so for example, just to be able to look at things and to be able to see, well, we can see the uh, the, the real challenges that we that that we find ourselves in in the society. We can we can see and we can acknowledge the the difficult things um, that have changed around us, but at the same time, we know that we have a God who's faithful. We know that we have a God who's good. We know that we have a Savior who loves us, who's never left us, and who's right there with us. And we know that through Christ, we can do all things. So that's just a small example, but that's the way that we really need to fight during this time, uh, with the promises of God, with His, his nature, uh, with the truth of God that really uh, you know, settles in our hearts and really informs our minds and helps us to make sense of what's being, uh, being said in the world, the things that are, that, is, um, that are happening around us as well. I also just want to actually uh, conclude by having a look at a specific example of somebody from the Old Testament um, who I think can give us some encouragement at this time. So if you want to turn to the book of Habakkuk, um, Habakkuk is a, is a prophet and it's a very short book of the Bible. Um, but if you ever turn there, we're going to just look at a few things and we'll see there are some, some very well-known uh, verses that come from Habakkuk. 
But I actually just want to give the little bit of the story and the background to Habakkuk because I think the example of, of the prophet, of the man himself, that sets the context for these words is really important and so encouraging to us um, at, in these days. So if we turn across to Habakkuk, and um, yeah, just some yeah some background to, to Habakkuk as well. So firstly, his name, his Hebrew name, actually means um, to wrestle. In fact, it can mean to embrace, but it's actually more like a wrestling embrace. So it's it's really like this, and and it's a it's a fantastic way of actually describing um, how we see his re his relationship with God, because we see that Habakkuk is actually somebody who's wrestling with God, and that's how this this uh, this book actually starts. Um, in that it's he starts with Habakkuk's complaint to God, and he's putting some pretty big complaints out there. He's really wrestling with God, and he's saying, you know, like, how long, O Lord, must I call to you for help, and you are not listening? I'm crying out to you, but you do not save. You know why? You know why do you look at these things and not do anything? And um, yeah, he's he's putting out some some pretty big things to God there, and. Um, What's what's amazing is I just think that we can actually we can relate to so much of it these days. Um, you might be you might have these questions. You might even think these things um, about God sometimes. But I think it's beautiful here because in in fact we can see that we're actually encouraged to take things to God, to take the things that we don't understand, and uh, even that yeah when we when we're uncertain and unsure, we can take it to Him. The important thing is that he waits and listens to God's response. And this is remarkable because just after he's really accused God of, you know, not listening, of not uh, answering and not, not hearing his call, the, the word of the Lord comes to him. In verse 5, it says, God, this is God's reply, and it says, Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed, for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. That's a pretty remarkable beginning of a reply, uh, response from God. He's just um, reminding Habakkuk of who he is, but he's also encouraging him and stirring him. Uh, just imagine if that was the response that he was getting straight away. He just He's just blown Habakkuk's complaints out of the water by actually saying to him, Habakkuk, you actually have no idea what I'm about to do in the nations right now. So just watch, look, and see what I am about to do. That's a huge encouragement, and we can we can hold on to that um, for ourselves right now um, as well. Um, so I just think there's such an amazing encouragement for us. You know, let's press into God. Let's actually let's take these things to Him that we don't understand, but let's wait and hear what He will say to us because He has He has really beautiful, powerful things um, that He wants to tell us and that He is going to tell us. Now this book of uh, sort of complaining and then hearing from God and this this wrestling that's going on with Habakkuk, it starts in that place of of, uh, of complaining, but it ends in Habakkuk chapter three with a song. It it ends with worship, and Habakkuk is actually he's so overcome by the Lord and the Lord's response, the Lord's care, and His great and majestic plans for what is happening that he has no um, no other other way of responding but to praise and to worship God. And so I'm going to read just the last bit, Habakkuk chapter 3 from verse 17. And this is uh, some, some verses that we know well. 
and he sings uh, he sings and says though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls yet i will rejoice in the lord i will be joyful in god my savior the sovereign lord is my strength he makes my feet like the feet of a deer he enables me to tread on the heights i think this really just sums up just a beautiful way of of processing things at the moment you know even though we can look around us and see so much that isn't happening or things that aren't happening the ways we would love to have happened or things that aren't even going according to the, our own plans and our own thoughts of what would happen this year but yet we can rejoice in our Lord because he is so good. And uh, there's another link here as well, just between uh, the joy of the Lord being our strength. So that's really my prayer for all of us at this time, that the joy of the Lord would be our strength um, and that we would have strength to fight the battles that we're facing right now, that our hearts would be filled with the peace of God that just transcends our understanding and that that would inform our minds to be able to think clearly, creatively, and uh, and to come up with solutions and ideas during this time that could really yeah set us on a course to uh, to seeing some remarkable things happening across our nation um, as a result of what we're going through and uh, but chiefly as a result of God really stepping into situations and God's people stepping up and being the people of God that we are called to be. So let's practice rejoicing and giving thanks um, and yeah, just drawing near to God and waiting and listening to his response at this time. And uh, let's just pray together. So yeah, Father, we just thank you for your truth. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your presence with us. We thank you that we have a God who hears us. We thank you who we have a God who is near to us. We thank you who we have a God who cares about everything that is happening right now and who has bigger plans for our nation and the nations of this world than we could even ask and imagine. So Father, we, we stand in faith together and right now I just release your faith, your peace um, and just your rest over all of our church, over all of our people. We thank you, Lord, and you are so good. We welcome your presence with us. In Jesus' name. Amen, and have a wonderful day further. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon at a live Sunday morning meeting. Otherwise, please contact us and connect through our website, through Instagram, or through Facebook. God bless.